you? Welcome back. Welcome back. What are we doing? Where are we? We're at your house and we are recording a podcast. That's true. What podcast? 30 Dirty and Dying. There we go. I should have been more specific. Yeah, because I was just telling you what you asked for. That's right. (laughs) I'm Clarissa. I'm Courtney. And there's somebody else in the room today. We have a guest. We have a guest. Guest. Hi, I'm Taylor. This is Taylor. Taylor, tell us a little bit about yourselves for our listeners who have no idea who you are. So I am a friend of Courtney's. We met when we worked together a few years ago. Now I'm here to talk about some sad stuff, but <laughs> laugh about it along the way. So you found the right show. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to have one of our real talks today. Something that I feel like a lot of us who are around this age range are either dealing with or starting to deal with or worrying about dealing with, which is like becoming a caretaker to your parents because that happens. It's the circle of life, just like Elton John said. Is that what Elton John said? The Lion King. Oh, shit. You right. I know. (laughs) I'm very aware that I'm correct. I forgot that he's saying that. Elton, I'm so sorry if you're out there. I love Elton John. I just forgot that he's saying that. I call him my dad. What matters is we have Taylor here, and she is our number one listener of this podcast. She's our number one customer. Oh. Name the movie. I can't, but I know it. Do you know the movie? You're my number one customer. Can I have a hint? It's Christmas. Oh, 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 it's the Jingle All the Way. It's Jingle All the Way! Even though I've never seen it, because you do this every year. (laughs) It was the season. <laughs> Twas the night. Twas the season. Twas the season. Of Jingle All the Way. Anyways, yeah, we're going to talk about sad shit today. <laughs> no, you guys know how we do sad shit. We, we cope with dark humor. We have some giggles. But we get real too. And that's what we're going to do. And we thought Taylor's the authority <laughs> on this. You'll find out why as we get into the conversation a little bit. Um, but Taylor, are you excited to be on the show? I'm so excited. I feel like I'm the biggest fan. I feel star- starstruck right now. Just <laughs> oh watching y'all do your thing. We're real people. You know, we're just pe- we're people. They're just, just like, like everybody else, you guys. Yeah. Maybe worse. If you're wondering. <laughs> Probably worse. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have our good real talk with a fellow millennial here. And, uh, you know, first though, we gotta go back in time. Back in time. All right. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Picked by Taylor. Yes, our guest. What a year it was. It was truly. Why don't you tell us about yours a little bit? Um, so I was a hooligan. I was a junior going into senior in high school. Okay. Had the worst breakup of my life Mm. and was like, I'm gonna go off the fucking rails. And I did. You made those dreams come true. And it was a year of tights under shorts with band t-shirts with the rolled mm. sleeves. Yeah. Combat boots. And I wish I could bring that back. Do it. No one's Let's stopping stop. you. Yeah, you can do it. They don't have... They have anything if you look hard enough. Trust me. Okay. Google. Amazon. As someone who was bringing back their emo phase, because it was never really a phase, my mom just made me stop. You can oh, find you never grow out of that. No. You can find anything you want out there. Trust I just, me. I don't know if I can find the body to put back in low-rise shorts. No, I had to get no, a few extra exits. All, you gotta not adapt bring, a little bit. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can do it with high-waisted. Okay. Yeah. Stretch fabric only for me. You know what I mean? But... Okay. <laughs> so 2013, you're so hooligan. When you say you were being a hooligan without incriminating yourself... Yes. What does that mean to you? So <laughs> at the time, I worked at a Dairy Queen. I can say that, yeah. I worked at a Dairy Queen in a college town, mm. um, and all my friends there were a lot older than me. They were going to the college. I was still in high school. Are we the same person? This is Maybe. like the movie theater. Yeah. Wow. Let me know if any more of this rings true. Okay. There um, we go. But everyone was older. They went to that college. I did not because I was still in high school. And I was like, you know what? Like, I can hang. I And, like, not only that, I was like, I can do more than whatever you're doing. <laughs> Same person. It was, like, a challenge. Um, I mean, I definitely did it. Good for you. Don't know if I did it successfully, but I lived to tell the tale. You lived to tell the tale. <laughs> if we are the same person, it's successful. Okay. Because, man, what if we didn't? Because it was so close. <laughs> there were some nights. There were some nights you don't know that you're going to make it to the next morning. And it doesn't really matter then, does it? I can't relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I never did things that were that bad. Um, I don't think they were that bad. I mean, I feel like it's like... It's pretty normal. Normal. I mean, some of it's not normal. But, but some like, of the behaviors for true. me, normal, but some of the reasons behind them may be abnormal. Like, I fit in. Did you ever watch Skins? 
Like the UK show? Like, I thought I was Effie Stoneham. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I was not that girl. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I really wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, I was more like girl interrupted and I just didn't know it, you know? <laughs> um, so 2013, well, what were you doing then? If you were just like, just convent or? Um, I mean, I was a junior in college. Um, Nobody would know it just because you're not at any college parties. You're not doing. Anything. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I certainly didn't see you. Of course not. She didn't see parties. <laughs> no, I went on campus. I went to classes. I left because I was working at movie, movie theater. theater. Um, I met Mike, the love of my life, Aww. in 2013. I went ice skating for the first time because of Mike, uh, and I refused to do it again. Yeah, I because you did it. That's the I main thing. It. But because he's an asshole about it. I love Mike, but Mike is an asshole about most things, <laughs> <laughs> which is part of why I really like him. <laughs> But he's he's kind of a dick about a lot. Yeah, he was just like, you just have to fall down. Like, you just have to. I was like, I'm telling you right now, I am not going to fall down. Because if I fall down, I'm not getting back up. There's no way. Like, I can barely, like, stand in the ice skates on the ice. <laughs> you expect me to say stand. Well, I mean, I also can barely stand. <laughs> Same. But, like, you expect me to, like, get back up up from that no i'm crawling off of the ice or i'm gonna hit my head and i'm gonna die so which do you well, then you... you can't be embarrassed because i'm dead yeah you're right i've never been ice skating i don't recommend mike would i would snap he's, my ankles he's so good at it why did That's he do weird. hockey or something yeah. or oh, oh okay. me picturing him as a figure skater <laughs> <laughs> i like forgot hockey existed for a second and all i could think of was that movie blades of glory <laughs> That was him and Courtney on the ice. <laughs> I got a Halloween costume idea for you guys. But no, like, he can, like, do it backwards and stuff. Oh, and shit. I know. I'm just like, do a flip. But, you know. A flip? Yeah, I don't know. Do you a... can jump. I, they don't do that in hockey. There's no way. I mean, they jump in hockey. Yeah, but they sure. don't flip. No. On purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was, I was just, you know, college, movie theater, love. So you went ice skating and we were, like, dying in fields. <laughs> Yes. Yep, that's about it. Cool. Well, I was like a year ahead of you, I think. I was graduating and going into my first year of college. Yeah. I met definitely not the love of my life, but a couple of men that I spent time with, one of which was extremely age inappropriate. I mean... Who has? Whomst Among Us has not been there. I mean, I don't know... I don't know about you, but I know that we have. Okay, well, I've been there. Cool. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. What, what was the age difference there? I was 17 and he was 22, 23. Oh, that's so, not that bad. But minor, so it kind also of was that minor. Bad. He was also on probation. He had, Ooh. like, just gotten a lawsuit from the state. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't know where he's at now, but... Probably jail. Probably prison. Probably. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, so I think that tax on anything. You're right. Because five years. Because I'm like, yeah, that's not that bad. Because I had 10, but at least I was 18. You get at least a three-year bump for her being a minor. Yes. You get at least a three-year bump for the whole felon thing. Right. So you beat both of us if we factor in those qualifiers. <laughs> Yay, I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Was that the worst breakup? No, no. Oh. He he was after the worst breakup. Oh, he was the rebound? Yeah. <laughs> Ew, well, that makes sense. That's what I did, too. My worst was 10 years guy, and then rebound was worst three years of my fucking life, <laughs> but whatever. No, he didn't last that long. I, I was wish. Like, this I... is so nuts. <laughs> Why was it the worst breakup? You gotta tell us a little bit. I just, I was so, like, dumb and naive, and I was like, this is it. The Obviously, we've effect. been, yeah, we've been together two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Really? I was like, this is it? And then he was like, I'm going away to college. Like, you know, and I was like, how can this be? <laughs> My life will this... never be the same. I was irrevocably in love with him. Oh, no. <laughs> is he a vampire? <laughs> he might be. Mm. Was he pale? Did the he... palest. Was he really? Yes. Oh, yikes. Oh. Well, then, who knows? Did he prefer the, the rain? I don't know what he I thought He broke up you were with me say. while it was raining. Hmm. You know, Edward broke up with Bella in New Moon. I, I hate that I know this. While it was raining. And remember she went into the forest and curled up for hours and then he did a And I went party? into the frat house and curled, curled up. up for hours. <laughs> a 20... Man. 20... So what... Let's talk about what else was going on other than our sad ass lives. Um, I've just been informed Flappy Bird was a thing in yes, 2013. Flappy Bird. Well. Ugh, I was upset. I did not do well. 
I don't think I ever got over like 30. Oh, I think that's better than me. I think I got maybe 20. Yeah, probably better than me. I didn't do it that much, but like Um, I never did well. And I remember when they took it out of like the uh, app store or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm never deleting this. I'm going to keep it forever. I never, I got a new phone. I didn't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce's Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, didn't watch that. With Destiny's Child. I'm sure I watched it, but I don't remember anything about it. And it was the year of the blackout during the second half of the Super Bowl. And it like completely turned around the, what was happening. The score. The score. Yeah. Like one, one team was winning and then the blackout happened and then the other team won. I was not present, apparently. I mean, it was definitely the year of the blackout for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's, maybe that's why I can't Actually, recall. <laughs> oh, Miley Cyrus twerking in the VMAs. She wore that bear onesie. Yeah. I remember it. That was a choice. That Beale was Juice a choice. I did look at the top songs, which I'll name a few, but uh, Blurred Lines was number two, so it was Blurred Lines era. Uh, the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 was the biggest selling DVD of the year. Oh, I miss DVDs. The Harlem Shake. Oh, no. I loved that. Yeah. Let's bring it back. <laughs> I think we say that every time we do 2013. Yeah. Let's bring I've, it back. I've always loved that. Did you participate in any? Are there any that we can find online? You can find mine. I don't know how. I don't know what to search or anything. But... Um, Specifically your name. No. Harlem Shake. No, it wasn't like I did it personally. Oh, okay. I was in a class. My English class in high school did it. Oh, cute. Mm. Okay. Probably on YouTube. Yeah, probably. I've seen it. Like, we uploaded it to YouTube, but I don't remember what we called Called it it. or anything like that. Hmm. Okay. I'll search it. I did also find, um, courtesy for BuzzFeed, the worst fashion trends of 2013. Mm. And I don't know. I guess I just want to see if we identify with any, because I know that I do. I might not. We'll see. The first one, I definitely do. You remember those big-ass owl necklaces? Oh, my God. Yes. Mm. That's the exact one I was picturing. I had, like, <laughs> yeah, I had like five. I was really into them. I did not. Wow, look at I you. I didn't have them, but my friend's, like, her animal is an owl. And then that trend happened, and I was like, great, I know what she's getting for Christmas. Like, when you say her animal, do you mean, like, she has a pet owl, or, like, she loves owls? Like, identifies. Yeah, you know, like, how everyone has that just one animal, you get them. Yeah, it's like, cows. Yeah. And it's actually changed. She's not owls anymore. She's bats, but. Ah, uh, freaking freaking bats. bats. Yeah. <laughs> love Halloween. <laughs> yep. Peplum shirts were a big deal. I love a peplum shirt. I was What does peplum mean? It's, it's kind of like. thing. Oh, I was all about it. That's so flattering with skinny jeans. Yeah. <laughs> high-low skirts and dresses. My I prom dress mm-hmm. was a high-low. Yeah, um, these were popular. I didn't go to prom. Oh, clip-in feathers because of Kesha. Oh, I, oh I never did that. That was not a move. No, I didn't do it, but I do remember on Teen Mom, Janelle. Well, I, knew- <laughs> I rewatched When uh, she had to go to court and she went to the court. <laughs> She skipped it and she had tickets to a Kesha concert and she's talking to a probation officer or whoever the fuck and she's like, I cannot miss this concert. Kesha is my idol. She's the reason. We can tell, girl. We can tell. <laughs> she's the reason I clip these feathers in my hair. Life changing. Yep. Thrift shop. Oh. Yep. 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 ba Number two was Blurred Lines. Number three was Radioactive. Radioactive. What a time in music. This really was a great year. It, yeah, I want to. I would love to see them I live. Just, He's hot. Yeah, just and he about performs shirt the shirt off. Ugh. Uh, Get Lucky by Daft Punk. I <gasps> still love that. That's song. a great song. I, I think Daft it made Punk. my top songs of 2023. I would not be surprised. Uh, Royals by Lord. And I'll never be royal. Wrecking Ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. Can I say something controversial and brave on the show? Sure. I don't like Miley Cyrus. <gasps> I love Miley Cyrus. I'm so sorry. If she had her own Eras tour, like Hannah Montana slash Miley I'm Cyrus, ten times the season. I know, also. and I'm saying it again. I, I just can't get in. Like, I respect That's it. Fair. I just cannot get into her. I'm into her. I will say, though, during this era, the Wrecking Ball and the Hammer Licking and the Robin Thicke era, uh, I was not the biggest fan. It's mm. because she was trying to get astray away from Hannah Montana. She was yeah. trying to be her own person. She went hog wild. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I also was doing the same. Yeah, I year, relate. So I relate to I her. feel her on a spiritual <laughs> level. Hey, thanks for listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, the show for millennials by millennials. We get real about chronic illness, burnout, nostalgia, and why we aren't exactly thriving. 
If that sounds like you, join us every Thursday for new episodes. Now, back to the show. We're going to talk about what it like and what some of us are experiencing or have experienced with being a caretaker for a parent. Um, in my instance, it was a grandparent. Yeah, well, it's like one of those things where, oh, like you said, that's your grandparents. Mm-hmm. I went through some of it with my grandparents, like one well, with my grandmother when she was on hospice. She was in our house, so mm-hmm. like my mom was basically her caretaker. But like, it's something that now getting to this age, you know, aging millennials, 30, 40, etc., a lot of people are starting to deal with it with their actual parents, or already have. Mm-hmm. Everybody's circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a reality that all of us are probably going to face in one way or the other, or we're already facing it, and it's getting real. And that's why Taylor's here, because you have a better insight into that side of it than we do. I don't know. Give us a little rundown of what your relation with that kind of situation is. So, I think 2020... My dad started seeing a neurologist on his own. He didn't tell anybody about this. Mm. Um, and he does live alone. Uh, I'm the only child of divorced parents. So same. He's... What up? <laughs> we really are the same person. Um, but so he does live alone. Um, and he started seeing a neurologist. Didn't really want to tell me anything about it. Um, but his dad did have Alzheimer's. Mm. And then this past year is when things, just, like shit has hit the fan. Mm. Like he lost the ability to drive. We had to take all the guns out of the house. Most days he doesn't know who I am. It has progressed so rapidly just in like the last eight months. Wow. And now I'm like scrambling like, oh shit. Like (laughs) somebody's got to take care of his bills. Somebody's got to take care of his business ventures. Someone has to take care of all these things. And when you're working with somebody who's actively like he's actively making it harder in the process but you can't be mad at him because he doesn't know like for for me when it was with my with grandpa like I was still like a kid Mm -hmm. like I wasn't trying to be an adult and like start my own life like I was just living with my grandparents and I was helping and I was going to school and it just was it was a completely different like you are graduating college and really getting into your adult life and your career and, like, trying to become your own person. Yeah. And now you're, like... Probably different than you thought this part of your life would be, be, which is a lot of what we talk about in other ways, so... Yeah. Yeah. In my personal situation, it feels like most people are expecting me to just give up my life, whereas they had the opportunity to start their careers, to have families. Like, I still deserve to do those things. Mm-hmm. Even though this is happening. And, like, if my dad were in his right mind, he would want me to do those things. So it's, like, a balancing act constantly of, like, how much time can I devote to this every week? And how much time do I have for myself? Like, even just to do shit, like, wash my clothes. Yeah. And, like, cook dinner. Because when I wake up, go to school, go to work, go over to his house, by the time I get home, I've been gone for 16 hours. Like, I I need to make food and get homework done and do laundry. And it's... It feels impossible some I'm days. Sure. I know when my grandma was, was going through that, like, and not Alzheimer's, but, like, again, she was getting, when she was at the point where she needed, like, a lot of help, almost full-time care. We weren't quite at hospice yet, but really close. But my mom has three sisters, mm-hmm. and they were all kind of shouldering things in different ways, you know? like But, like, they got to trade off responsibilities. And I'm sure there were disagreements and things that came up. I mean, I don't know, but I'd have to imagine. Right. But at least they had that to be like an only child. I know that's something that I've been like, what the fuck am I going to do when it comes to Talk to your parents now or your mom. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's morbid, but you have to like sit her down and be like, what do you want? Like at the end of your life? Yeah. What what do you want if this happens? What do you want if this happens? What I did, like I asked, I read like a book about death. Like I did a death, dying and grief class. It changed my whole life forever. But um, from that, I gained like ask your parents or whoever, your grandparents, what they would be happy with at the end of their life. So, like, in the book, the girl's dad said he'd be happy if he could eat chocolate ice cream and watch football. And so that informed her decision of, like, should he get the surgery or not? Would he be able to do this? Mm, wow. Okay. So just ask, like, at the end of your life, what would you, what conditions would you be happy with? Because, yeah. like, my dad's told me he doesn't ever want to be bedridden because his grandfather was. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if it ever comes down to, like, he has to get this surgery... 
90% chance he's going to be paralyzed. That's not going to happen. Not, yeah. yeah, that's not what he wants. So you guys got to have those kind of conversations before it got to like this level? Or was there anything left in translation that you're still figuring out? Like we that? were able to have some of those conversations because I was in the death, dying, and grief class before things really ramped up. So yeah. I have an idea of what he wants. But other stuff, I just have to wing it. use my best judgment. Just wing it. Yeah. Just winging it out here. No, it is. Can you hear so much about like the whole reason some people have kids and they talk about, well, who's going to take care of you when you're whatever? It's expected. It's like a... It's I like hate an that. Op- I know, you I do. Hate it so and much, I do too. Which is another reason why I don't want kids. Like, knowing how unhealthy I am and everything that's wrong with me, I'm not gonna... I don't want to, like... Throw a whammy at them? No, but also, like, what I have can be passed down to, like, a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, do I want them to suffer the way that I suffer? Absolutely not. But, like, yeah. I also don't want them to have to take care of me. It's fair. Well, like, that's why you hire people. There is this feeling of obligation yeah. when you are either your, to your parents or whoever your caregiver was. Like, when it comes to that time, they it's like, how much do I do? But like you said, I know when my mom, like I said, was going through it, they all had kids that were, you know, going off to college and doing these big life things. And it's like... How much do you devote to being a caretaker to your parents? And how much do you devote to your own life and family and whatever? Yeah. And it's important to note, I do not have any, right now, I do not have any medical or power of attorney or conservatorship. So legally, I cannot call any shots. So (laughs) there's there's this phenomenon with dementia and Alzheimer's where it's like, I don't, it's kind of like they put on a show. Like for the longest time, I would take him to his doctor's appointments like he'd get the questions wrong but overall he'd like present this image of like he's fine yeah so i was like i feel like i'm going crazy like why is nobody else seeing like he was gaslighting you without meaning to i was like i feel like i'm losing my mind but eventually it gets to the point where they they can't hide it anymore and since march he has called the state police 20 times Ooh, because he doesn't recognize his reflection so he thinks somebody's in the house oh oh my god he's hallucinating that people are in the house outside of the house trying to get in the house the other night before work i was over at his house until like four in the morning working with the state police and ems to try to get him to go to be evaluated and he refused so that's you said it got like this bad pretty quickly Mm -hmm. i feel like i've only known a couple other people who have like alzheimer's or dementia and stuff i feel like it varies like it, yeah the progression or whatever and it's can they did you have any sense of how quickly it would progress no like it was really weird because you know he was forgetful and but he was still making his own decisions paying his own bills and i first started to notice that when he would ask me to come over every week to help with bills because he like just wasn't remembering when he was paying them or right. overpaying them and i was like okay like we can this is fine like mm-hmm. i can come over once a week help pay bills, balance the checkbook, easy. And then, like, once he lost his car or his ability to drive, that's when I feel like things really started to kick in the high gear. I don't know if it was that loss of independence. Maybe. Or what. But it just, like, everything was, like, every other day there was a new thing. How did, like, how did he get that taken away? Like, what happened? (laughs) So he got that taken away because it was the end of March when he got that taken away. Around the same time, he started calling the police all the time. And it first started with this delusion that people were trying to rob him. So he went to his bank and warned them that they were going to be robbed that day. You cannot go to the bank and tell them they're going to be robbed. Nope. It's totally fine to laugh. Okay, good. I'm telling you, I laugh at, like, things he says constantly because, like, the... It's how you don't cry. Like, yeah. Like, you like, have, if you don't laugh, you're going to And cry. just like, yeah, object, I'm sure in the moment that's like, oh my God, this is terrible. But like after it's got to be a little bit like, what the it's, And he loves to laugh. So I'm like, if he were in his right mind, he would also be laughing. Yeah. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so he went to the bank. He didn't even park in a spot. He just parked his truck like in the middle of the parking lot, doors <laughs> wide open, went in, said, y'all are going to be robbed. Oh. Like, <laughs> obviously alerted the police. Well, of course. <laughs> They pressed that button real quick. They were like, okay, great. Thanks for letting us know. Why don't you have a seat? Um, The police came and got him, took him home. Um, And then he called me and said, well, buddy, I think I finally did it. Oh, my God. And I said, yeah, it sounds like you did. This could be a movie. I would watch the shit out of this. Because there are things, like, there are stories that I tell people, and it's, like, so normal to me now. Yeah. But it's so funny to, like, picture it, like... There are times when I'll go over and he'll be like, there's someone in the house. 
So we have to hide. So we'll like lay on the floor sideways and have full conversations with each other. Oh my god. As if we're not laying on the ground talking to each other, hiding from whoever he thinks is in the house. And I'm just like, that's life. Okay, I'll lay here. Sure. If I lay here, if I just lay here. Would you lie with me? Just forget the world. And that's what you do. That's that's exactly what he Pretty does. Pretty accurate. <laughs> But isn't it isn't it true that in situations with like dementia and Alzheimer's where it's actually worse if you try to like force them like out of whatever like, I just mental, go with it. Yeah, like yeah. if you just go with it then they're not they won't get as angry and like reluctant to like agitated. Yeah, agitated mm-hmm. because if you're telling them no, that's not correct, but they don't believe that to be true. Yeah. So it just makes it worse. Yeah. I, I never fight him on anything. Like the other night he was like, that guy's in the bathroom again. His reflection. He calls him John. Um, he was like, John's in the bathroom again. I said, okay, I'll text the state police right now. Like, because we're not calling them. No. Do no. not bring them back to this house. They're super nice every time. Like all first responders that I've dealt with in this have been wonderful and that's lovely. Cool. But, but yeah, I'm like, okay, I'll text the state police. And that kind of calms him down. He'll be like, okay. And then he'll go, they're on their way, you bastard. And, and then he'll come watch movies with me and he'll kind of just chill kind out. Of forget about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. So like when these things happen, like for on your, from your perspective, what, like, how do you figure out how to navigate those things in the moment? Especially early, like when this kind of stuff first started happening, like, was there a transition period for you being like, how do I do this? Or did you just fall into it i mean i was a theater kid so i was like bet i was like this is the greatest acting performance of my life i feel like i was called to do this so i don't know what i wanted you to say but improv let's go yeah it's just a big lesson in improv whose line is it anyway exactly put me up against colin mockery i will just wipe the floor i will wipe the floor with him well you heard it colin because you're listening the gauntlet a challenge is a, a challenge has been made. Yes. A challenge has been made. The challenge, should you choose to accept it. Like, from Colin? From Colin. Talking, like, <laughs> I heard. The way that I my soul would leave my body. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like, yeah, no, there are a lot of times where I, if I don't outwardly laugh, I, like, have to do that. <clears throat> yeah, like, that was me. Uh, but, so, I know you're, still, like, still kind of going through it, obviously, mm-hmm. and you've given us a little bit of insight into, like, advice and stuff. But for some of us, we either haven't had to deal with it as directly as, like, our parent or our caretaker yet, or we're just starting to. Like, things are yeah. just starting to happen, or we're just starting to think about it. And, like, as someone who's in it now, mm-hmm. do you have, like, advice, things to do, don't do? I mean, I know you said to ask them, but yes. other things. Day yeah, day. definitely start the conversation now. Figure out, like, especially if you have siblings, who's going to be financial power of attorney? Who's going to be medical power of attorney? Who is going to play these roles? Right. Who do your parents want to play these roles? Um, some siblings are better suited than yeah, others to make some decisions. Yeah, my sister handled grandma, like, yeah. power of attorney stuff, all that, just because not me. Yeah. I'm not, not into that, like, not yet in my life was I, like, able to, like, think about all of it. Well, but it's just, it's just the circumstances too. Like I know when my mom and her sisters were figuring out, okay, she's going to go on hospice. What do we do? Do we put her somewhere to somebody's house? And my mom was really adamant about, she wanted her to be at our house, but I think everybody was on, I mean, if they weren't, I have no idea, but I think everybody was on board because at the time my mom worked from home. So it made sense. It was like, you know, we had nurses and stuff come in, but it was like, this is what makes sense based on our circumstances right now. Like, she can watch her. She can be more present than someone who's not Yeah. in that situation. So it's just, and you don't, but you don't know what situation you're going to be in when that time comes usually, I guess, unless something Yeah. you can plan ahead, which. Also start saving. Mm. Yeah. It is expensive, especially if you're someone who needs me- uh, memory care is um. way more expensive than like regular nursing home prices. Um, so Like I said, I don't have conservatorship or anything, but I have things lined up for when that happens so we can kind of hit the ground running. If you want someone at your house caring for your loved one, it starts at like $38 an hour that you have to pay. Wow. And then for the memory care facility that I, um, it's $6,300 a month. Wow. So (laughs) it is not cheap. You kind of have to come up with a game plan. 
I don't know about How are other you states. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> We're figuring it out as we go. So in other states, I don't know what it's like in other states, but in this state, if the assets are not in someone else's name for five years, you stand to lose those. So basically the state could come in if it gets so dire that he needs placement right away. They could come in, just take everything he's worked for as collateral wow. for his care. And a lot of nursing homes will allow you to sign over your house so that when you pass, they just take that property as your payment for... I mean, I didn't know that, but I feel like that could be good or bad, depending on what you're... Like, if you have that kind of stuff. Yeah. I... None of my stuff will be able to pay for my care. (laughs) Do you want my Beanie Baby collection? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I listed Beanie Babies on eBay the other day because I'm trying to pay off my debt. Still no takers. I can tell you that. Not I got even... some. I got some Pokemon cards, like because I keep them in the little, you know, yeah. folder things. But like we played with them, yeah. yeah so so like, there's no pristine. So like you're I... using the edges to like pick your teeth. Oh yeah, and shoe yeah. on them and shit. Yeah, no, they're me? they're actually like a Polly like... Pocket shoe. Oh, the skirts were my favorite. I love <laughs> I love the boots. Oh, the boots were good. Uh... The boots were good. You're listening to Thirty Dirty and Dying. If you're in your late 20s and your early 30s and don't quite feel like an adult, but you certainly don't feel like a kid anymore, you may have found the right podcast. Every week we wade through our own existential crisis and figure out what life is supposed to look like on this side of 30 and relive some of our favorite memories from years gone by. We'd love to have you along for the ride, so make sure you follow and find us on social media at 30DirtyAndDying to keep up with what we're doing next. Do you feel... Like, all of this that's happening is what led you to, like, pursue psychology. No. No. Okay. What's so so funny is my minor is aging studies also. So, like, I'm so equipped mentally to handle it. But theater, psychology, aging studies. No, yeah. I I didn't pick it because of him. I just... So, yeah, so you're, you, we said you're getting ready to graduate college. On um, Friday. On Friday. Oh, wow. So by yeah. the time this comes out, you will have graduated yes. college relatively yes. recently. Yes. I cannot, like, I could bear, like, I did a lot during, like, I went to school and I did, like, multiple jobs and had a mental breakdown and, like, all that stuff oh, during yeah. college. I don't know how you're doing this <laughs> you while got, you're getting a You degree. got straight A's in your midterms. Yeah. Are you a witch? Can we talk about that? <laughs> do you do witchcraft on the side? Or? No, not currently. Oh. I'm open to suggestions. Maybe you should look into it. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> like, how, how, how do you do it? Like, what how the fuck? How's this? How? I really don't know, to be nope. so honest with you. Like, I called the Alzheimer's Association one night because I was going through it. Yeah. Like, called them, was like, I don't know what to do. This is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And the lady that I was talking to, God bless her soul, because she got the whole, like, full-spectrum breakdown. Um, she was like, well, you know, tell me about yourself. And I was like, oh, I'm finishing up my degree, and I work here, and these are my hours, and I'm taking care of the house, and... And she just went, how are you doing that? <laughs> and I lost it. I, I don't like, know. I was like, I'm really not. I don't feel like I am. <laughs> Breakdown moment. I, I get it. I had a pity party on Monday. I'll be so honest. Like, I did not leave bed. I watched Degrassi for 12 hours and ordered pizza. That's a perfect day. Yeah. It's finals week, so, like, I maybe shouldn't have used that time like that. But well, whatever. Sometimes you got to. I think that's part of, like, going through some of these experiences, like this one and the other ones we talk about, and, like, you have no idea what you're fucking doing, but you're just, but you have to do it. Like, there's no, there's no off switch. There's no... You just have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, at some point, you just have to make those decisions to, like, I have to... This is as close to what I can do to an off switch, like, have an afternoon or a day like that. If this is what's going to keep me going, I have to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it comes down to that pretty often in a situation like this like just those little nuggets of reprieve yeah, yeah. just rot in bed one day yeah one day and yeah. then back then, at okay it. gotta hop back up i like, feel like i'm crawling toward a finish line right now with yeah. school <laughs> but you want to get your master's right yeah. mm-hmm. i'm gonna so take a semester take... off yeah so like with that like how do you when you're in this situation i'm sure like planning for the future is like you're planning for your future, but you're also trying to plan for his future at the same time and how they, yep. like, do how much does one side influence the other? Like, 
when you're in these decision-making modes? Um, that's a great question. I, he's definitely a factor. Like I want to make sure he's, he's going to have to have memory care. There's just no possible way that I can have around the clock care in the house. It's way more expensive. Right. And it's just not safe for the other person, especially if he gets very agitated and starts getting physical. Right. Um, whereas memory care is much more equipped to handle that. Mm -hmm. Um, um, but really I'm basing my plans on what I want out of my life and then figuring out, okay, this is the closest place I could get him if I go here. This is, you know, like I want to make sure he, I'm active in his life. Right. So I want to make sure I have him close enough to do those things, but I'm not letting it inf influence like what Every I need to thing. do. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a smart way to go about it, especially when you're in these like, you know, transitional kind of times where you're making big decisions for the trajectory of your life. You know, you have to think about what it's going to be like after you get through past whatever that finish line you're crawling over. Yeah. You know, that's such a mature way to look at it though. Cause I feel like if I, if I were in your situation, my, my life would be wrapped around. Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't say like, okay, this is what I want to do. How can I make this work for what I want? I'd be like, well, I have to change everything. Yeah. If I'm going to make this work, like I would not be able to have that mindset. Well, and the easy. fact that you do that's amazing. I feel like it's easy to not let it consume you. Yeah. At least even yeah. at certain time, even if you don't throughout the whole thing, probably probably at times throughout the journey, there are points where it feels at least like it's consuming you. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. There. I think when everything started going really downhill, and I was like scrambling to get everything taken care of, like what bills does he have every month? How can I get that online? How? Can... But there have definitely been times where it's like my whole life and I had to be like, you know what? Like, obviously I love him and I want to make sure he's taken care of, yeah. but that cannot be me. Right. I cannot be that full-time person. When you're not, I mean, you're not qualified. It's, it's no. not just like he needs some help or what it's like, it's a full blown. It, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Like... Well, and not only that, he thinks I'm my mother and he thinks they're still married. So Ooh. there are very uncomfortable situations yeah. with that where I'm like, I'm not mentally equipped to handle this no, <laughs> like in know. any way. No, I feel like, but I, I think that's a good way, like you said, to think about it. The, it's yeah. really mature because like it's easy for it to consume you. But then also it's not like you're not taking care of him and you're being like, well, I'm just going to go live my life the way I want to mm -hmm. live my life. You're Of course you're going to do that, but you're still living up to your quote unquote obligations yeah. and doing right by your dad. It's just, you got to find a way that works so that you can keep living your life so that you're capable of doing right by your dad. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, you can't, like, they say you can't, like, pour from an empty cup or whatever. I mean, you can't. you got to secure your oxygen mask before somebody yeah. else's. Yeah. That's what they say on the plane. You, yeah. If you're yeah. responsible yeah, for it. Yeah, fuck that kid. That's not what they say. That's exactly what they say. They're just like, put your oxygen mask on. Fuck that kid. <laughs> Let him go. Good thing you're not a flight attendant. You know what I mean? You know I wanted to be one. I'm sure you did. I could see it. There is one more thing I kind of wanted to ask about. And yeah. I'm sorry if it's, like, way too heavy sad. No. But, like. Go for it. One thing when I've I thought about like what it will be like to for like my mom, mm -hmm. um, because my mom's been my only like real parent. It makes me a little sad to think about it, obviously. But then I don't know. I I worry about like what it will feel like to not feel like I have my mom anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I've heard other people talk about that. Like you feel like you don't have your parent anymore. And I just wonder how much this affects like your own view of your like child parent relationship, like. Well, I always say, like, when people are being mean to me or being mean to him, I always joke, like, don't talk to me or my 66-year-old toddler ever again. <laughs> so, like, I feel like the roles have almost reversed. Yeah. Um, and I, like, don't call him dad anymore. Like, I usually I call him, like, his name. Like, I, it's weird. Like... Will it throw him off if you actually did call him dad? I, call, I Interchangeably, I do it. But for the most part, I just call him by his name because... I'm just like, if he doesn't know who I am, then it really doesn't matter who he is to me as long as I'm making him happy. Yeah. I can you see know, that. like people don't remember like what you did or what you said, but like they always remember how you made him feel, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. So I'm like, it doesn't really matter what I call him because he's not gonna know what I called him three seconds from now. Anyway. Yeah, and like so, if he's having a delusion or whatever and he doesn't realize you're who you are. Yeah. Just you calling him dad might agitate him even if he's not agitated already. Like, yeah. So, like, I definitely have, like, already grieved the loss of my father. Like, because yeah. that, that man's gone. Right. Like, who I grew up with, like, 
that could like build anything, do anything, that man is no longer. So I've already kind of dealt with that loss. So now it's kind of like, how do I honor this person, like treat them with dignity and respect that they deserve as a person, but not so much like, not that he's not my dad, but you know, like I'm still trying to give him autonomy and dignity as a person more right. so than I'm seeing it as like, this is my dad. Yeah. Your if that makes sense. Had to change yeah. Because like, he's not really in there anymore, at least not well, 24-7. And a lot of the stuff, like, he can get pretty nasty sometimes. So, like, do you know how much my feelings would be hurt if I right. personalized it as, like, my dad is saying these things to me? Yeah. Rather than, like, this disease is saying this to me, exactly. you know? So I've kind of had to shift my perspective and, like, already grieve his loss, even though he's still here. I feel like that's got to be a common thing that happens when you're in these caretaking situations and, like, chronic terminal illnesses like you have to or like you said you just won't be able to make it through like yeah even just not calling him dad anymore i'm sure there's a part of it that's like if you were still very much in that that would probably be really hard to be like i can't even call him dad but you've had to like work your way through that preemptively Mm -hmm. which like anticipatory grief's the thing i mean we've talked about it before you know it's very real and in these scenarios i feel like it's almost a but I don't want to tell anybody how to grieve, but it's almost like a necessary part of the process if you got to keep your sanity. Yeah. yeah. To, like, get through the day when this is your reality sometimes. Well, and I think a lot of people want to, like, run from it. Like, those are the people that you see, they just isolate. Like, mm-hmm. and you're like, why are you not helping? And they're, they're just gone. Yeah. Those people cannot handle that, like, preemptive grief. But, like, when you are the only one, it's like, <laughs> we got to do it. Yeah. You, <laughs> you like, got to go through You don't have a choice. It. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, your obligation to yourself. Everybody talks about your obligation to your parents. Like, to find a way to deal with it and not lose yourself in it is your obligation to you. I mean, that's because I had, well, like, mom. I had more of a relationship with her than my sister did. Right. Like, but I, the last time she was in the hospital, like, I was already, like, prepped and ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go see her because I'm like... The last time she was in the hospital, I saw her. We talked. I want to remember her that way. Yeah. And then my sister, I don't think, ever saw her in the hospital. And then saw her at this point when she was, like, you know, liver failure, yellow. The end. Not, mm-hmm. not with it. Not even, like, awake. And that it, it hit her harder. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, already, like, well, this happened. If you have things with a certain parental figure or even just a family member or whatever your situation is, like... If you have that kind of past stuff where your relationship has been, has had a lot of downs or has been very not the best, it will influence how that goes if you try to be the full-time caregiver. I'm not saying you'll do anything terrible to them, but, like, your perspective and your own mental health will probably suffer a lot by trying to be something that you just, you can't be for them. Yeah. Like, you just can't do it. And sometimes you can't because of, like you were saying, like, you're just, you're not equipped in terms of like medical care Mm -hmm. but other times it's like i'm not equipped in terms of just like being that close to this person all the time yeah i don't know but that's something everybody has to figure out for their own scenario yeah you know be a good human but also honor yourself and your own feelings there it is yeah make sure you know the people in your lives their wishes what they want for their lives even if it's not something like psychiatric like dementia or alzheimer's even if it's like if i get cancer or you know if this is this other thing is prevalent in the family. Make sure you know what people want. Yeah. And make sure other people know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take me out. That's what I want. <laughs> Just take me out back. Yeah. Do it right now. It I'm feels done. really morbid, but like, if you think about it, so all we. of us are going to die. Yeah. Like yeah. that is a fact of life. Nobody gets out of it alive. Like no. you gotta figure out what you want For now. For real. Like that's, I mean, that's part of the whole thing we did the podcast and why we called it what we did and everything. Yeah. Like it's something that a lot of people don't want to talk about and don't want to live up to, but like it's true. Like death is a very real part of life. Sickness is a very real part of life. And sometimes isn't it better if it doesn't take you completely by surprise? I mean, sometimes things are out of your control. Yeah. Course, but Accidents. Yeah. Something... But it's like, I don't know, the the taboo around talking about death and end of life and it doesn't do you any favors. Yeah. You know, it just if doesn't. If anything, it'll hurt you more. Yeah, truly. I mean, I know after my grandma was on hospice, I had a totally different perspective of it, of all the things they have you do mm-hmm. in the weeks leading up. And I was like, most people would think this was absolutely gross and morbid, but like, I'm so glad we did this. I'm so glad yeah. we mm-hmm. filled out these forms. I'm so glad we decided what we would do with her clothes and her... Like, because that's the kind of stuff that just, like, 
takes you by surprise if you're not prepared mm-hmm. for it. So and also dying's expensive. Very expensive. <sighs> and people are living a lot longer, so most people are dying in hospitals or like hospice care, like yeah. different facilities than just at home anymore. And it adds up. It really does. So financial ruin will ne- we will never escape it apparently as millennials. I guess we're just in this. Well, that's like another thing too. It's just like if like your kids will inherit your debt. Yep. So like they'll have to, if you don't have it ready, like they'll have to pay for your funeral if that's what you want. Like mm-hmm. they'll have to like grandma like had that money set aside. You like can she also was like prepay. ready. So like if can I, I prepare right now? Yeah. For myself. <gasps> yeah. So Put you me can... on layaway. <laughs> <laughs> you can go in and say, I want to prepare my funeral right now and pay for it up front. I'll take one death, please. <laughs> You can you should go to a hospital and ask for a coma. <laughs> oh, I will say something funny. Before my dad started going really downhill, I was asking him, you know, death, dying, grief class. Yeah. I was always thinking of death. And I was like, Dad, what do you want? What do you want your funeral to be like? He has an orchard. So I was like, do you want me to get permits to bury you in the orchard? Like, you know, and he said, don't spend a lot of money. You can honestly just bury me loose. And I said, you I can bury, bury me loose. I said, I will not. I can't bury you loose. I don't think that's legal. I just flop you in. I can't <laughs> I do mean, that. Murderers do that all the time. Yeah, and they totally get in way with it. Yeah, but if, if that was if that was his, like, dying wish, like... He'd have to write that down. Yeah, I can't just true. be like, my dad told me to bury him loose. <laughs> I'll say this, though. I remember when my, um... When after my my Mimo died, and we all got ashes, she got cremated. Mm-hmm. But she didn't. She was she was alive. She was very adamant that she did not want any of us to have her ashes. She said, "Have them throw me in the incinerator that's in the hospital. I know they have one. I don't know how she knew that." And we were finally when she was like legit dying, we were like, "Please let us have your ashes. We would like to." She didn't want us to get a ghost mm-hmm. from someone else's ashes. We all got like a little bit of them, and then there was extra because a human body actually makes a lot of ashes you know what mike said <laughs> speaking of this what he said i want i want you to spread me across disney and i was like that's weird he <laughs> was like but i don't want to be cremated <laughs> oh my god and i'm like okay <laughs> i love that <laughs> just like a fun scavenger <laughs> That I think you do need a permit for. That I think you need to not do. If I'm putting, like, actual physical dead body parts. And just throw them, like, This hand's going to Epcot, guys. I think Mike would probably have to fill something out. Yeah, probably. I don't know what you would fill out. That just seems like they would arrest you on the spot. (laughs) Please, write in. Maybe that's how we should end. What would you like done with your body? We'll go around the room in a circle. Oh, I already know what I want done. Go Go us. Um, in the spirit I, of talking about it ahead of time. Yeah. So um, I want my body to be um, like given to science, but not to like see what was wrong with me um, for like medical examiners to like, I want them to bury me. So like when they're going to school to like find bodies, they can dig me back up. They do actually have body farms. Yeah, that's I what, I keep forgetting yeah. the name of that. I want to be donated to a body farm. Because my death dying and grief teacher, shout out. Yeah. Um, but her mom wants to be, she said, she's already filled out the forms. Oh. She's going to be half submerged in her Jeep. Her dead body is going to be like in the, and that they're going to study decomposition and water. Fun. Based on her body. Wow. Yeah, oh my so. gosh. I, I want my body to be at a, at a body farm. Yeah. Specifically the Jeep though? Yeah, she has it written like, it has to be her Jeep. She is in the path, the driver's seat, half submerged into a lake. Like, she, it's very... Off-roading. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. So you can be real specific. Mm, all right. You could just be out in a field. You could be half I want up. my body cut up and put into Disney. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> body farm of all, Disney. <laughs> I just feel so... Well, I just want to be regular-ass cremated. I don't care what, what they do with my remains. I also don't want a funeral. I kind of don't either. If we do, it's, I want a party. Funerals are for the living. It's Truly, not. Yeah. It's yeah. not for. And I don't want people because they're not gonna be like, oh, she was like the best person. Bullshit. No, there'll be like four people there if I have one. <laughs> I'll be there unless I die first. You'll probably die first. Okay. Well, I'm a couple <laughs> years younger than you. I'm just saying it's probably statistically. Yeah. I you know so there three people, three people if you can't be there. So Mike will come in my place. Okay. I'll go. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, so we're back up to five. Maybe I should have a funeral. <laughs> no, my Meemaw didn't want a funeral either. She was very adamant. She was like, I don't want anything. We did something private. But yeah, I just like to be regular ass cremated. Um, no, 
I don't like to be outside, but I know you can't like spread them in carpet. That probably sucks. Why not? If you grind them in there. <laughs> <laughs> really scrub it in. I mean, what if you like... I've never thought about where they would be spread, though, straight up. I'm okay. just I mean, figured... it doesn't have to be spread. Yeah. I mean, when... You could just hang out on the mantel place. I know yeah. that Justin won't keep me. He's oh. very weird about... He He doesn't even like that I... Not like... He's fine with it. He does. He's, like, supportive. But he was weird about getting Nala's ashes back, our, uh. our one cat. And he doesn't love that I have my Meemaw's ashes and they're, like, out. He, I think he just thinks it's a little creepy. Yeah, some people do. So I gotta tell him somewhere to put them, or else he's just gonna Someone leave to them. Someone to give them to. You want I them? I mean, if, if, if I'm alive, alive yeah, yeah, I'll take them. Okay. Yeah. Sick. I'm glad we got that figured out. Figured yeah. it out. But if oh. I'm not alive... Mike. Do you want your ashes to be spread at the the body farm that I'm at? And we sure. can just... You could be holding it. <gasps> I love that. Hold my urn in your <laughs> grave. Yes. Yes. Hold it like this. Yeah. And it'll be like a double homicide. Yeah. And they'll be like, was this a, a love affair? <gasps> yes, it was. I mean, wife we, were, wife. we were married first. We are married to this day. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. We figured it out. Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't know. See, I feel like it's going to change as I get older. Definitely cremation wasn't. for sure. Yeah. It's cremation funer- station over here. The funeral thing, though, I, I guess it'll depend, like, do I have kids? Do I have grandkids? Do I have great? You know, like, what's yeah. going on? Um, but then again, I'm like, what if I get dementia? Should I donate my brain to science? You know, I am studying psychology. Would it be nice to study? Give back. Yeah, because, like, I'm kind of banking on the fact to cure this, like, before I get there. Hopefully. But if they don't... Help the cause. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'll be my biggest contribution to, so- uh, to psychology. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Anyways, well, I'm glad we settled that. We should all go to the courthouse after this and... I mean, I should have a living will. Well, thanks for coming on, Taylor. Yeah, I yeah, really liked this conversation. I think it was great. I learned a lot. Yeah. I would love to come back anytime. Anytime. I feel like anytime would be good. We'll have to find something else That's that not, you're an expert on. not so sad. Creepy shit, music shit. Music, sh- millennial music trivia? <gasps> Part I'm going to crush. So, like, sorry okay. to say. I am not going to attempt it. I'll be I mean, the you and I again. Could, you and I could go. All right. We do what we want because this is 30. Dirty. And, and dying. dying. Thank you. <laughs>